It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The free agent crop of quarterbacks is headlined by Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Pro Bowler Gardner Minshew. So we're going to explore their skill sets and discuss the dynamics of their situations today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to issue a big thank you, shout out, and welcome to our everydayers. Those of you who make us your first listen every single day, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Joe, happy Tuesday, February 13th. Tomorrow, Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, yeah. Doing anything? Well, yeah. Uh, well, tonight, tonight is Valentine's Day with my daughter. Um, so we got uh, we got some robust plans, some some fun surprises in the works, and then you know, got to take care of Mrs. Marino tomorrow night. We um we have preschool Valentine's Day party tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Ah, very good. Yeah. Uh, donuts. What's the plan? We bringing cookies? Uh, we we bought pancake mix. Ah, okay. Not sure what they're doing with it, but. Mm was on the list and we said Leah, let's get that and bring that so we dropped that off yesterday yeah preschool events with uh with kids is awesome they're fun it, right? it is a lot of fun and it's also gives you a great appreciation for your child care yeah uh, employees and and those who who do that for a living because i'm there for 30 minutes and i'm like yo that's yeah, incredible <laughs> uh do you guys get the preschool drama my my daughter tells me all about her classmates and which one oh yeah pull each other's hair who got put in timeout you know who got yeah. a pull the red card or whatever they're doing. I, I almost just name dropped the kid. And I, yeah, me too. You no, get careful. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> careful. <laughs> never know who's listening to the show. Nope. You never so, do. Let's start with this deep dive. Oh, what a transition from preschoolers to preschoolers Kirk Cousins. To, to Kirk Cousins. But yeah, yeah the, the objective was yesterday we went over the entirety of the class and kind of identified like, if you're a team that needs a starter, right? You have... Caleb Williams, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, right? Some trade candidates, some draft candidates with Drake May and Jaden Daniels and JJ McCarthy, apparently, who's getting mm. a ton of buzz for first, top half of the first round. Um, I know Brett Whitefield just put put him first overall in his mock, right? For sure fantasy. Did. Yeah. Um you have a few free agent options. The challenge with free agent options is, of course, there's a, a price, a salary level that's not to the stratosphere of all of the other players that we just mentioned, whether that's draft pick, first overall, 12th overall, or trading for somebody who's already on a rookie contract. So that makes this conversation 
more challenging, but also you know what you're signing yourself up for a little bit more. And I think that's what we aim to do with this is to outline these players and what you're signing yourself up for and where their skills may overlap with individual opportunities across the league. Also, shout out Mitchell Trubisky. Welcome to the crop of free agent quarterbacks. We just <laughs> talked about him yesterday, too. We name dropped him when we were going over prior backup quarterback contracts. Yeah. yeah. Forget Mitch. Sign Chooks for. <laughs> but don't sign Presley Harvin. That guy's about the worst punter I've ever seen. Unbelievable. He <laughs> held that job for three years. He was crap from day one, and he kept on rolling. So we're not here to talk about punters. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You set, set the table here? I just did. Well, you didn't talk about Kirk Cousins. You talked oh, about the dynamics of it. At the table. All right. Kirk Cousins, 35 years old. He turns 36 in August. Of course, coming off of an Achilles injury. You wish that wasn't true. Suffered that on October 29th. Kyle, when watching Kirk Cousins, I came away uh, really comfortable with how he executes that Kevin O'Connell offense. It feels mm-hmm. like he knows where his answers are. He's in full command. And what's kind of disappointing about the whole thing is that you never really saw him fully able to settle in with Jordan Addison, with Justin Jefferson, with TJ Hawkinson, right? That's a really nice group of playmakers. They've got some O-line talent. you got to figure out the run game there in Minnesota. It's been bad for right. two years in a row. But it to me, it's such an easy thing to look at what he's done, the trajectory of the offense, and feel like, man, you'd love to run it back. But the the challenge with Kirk Cousins and whatever team he's the starting quarterback for next year is not only that he's coming off of an Achilles injury, which is no small deal, maybe for a stylistic quarterback like Kirk Cousins, you feel, you, yeah, you feel pretty good about it. And you can overall feel pretty good about how a guy like that is going to age in the NFL, but it's a choice to me. It's, you know, you're rolling with a 36 year old quarterback. And so whether that's Minnesota or another team, it either accelerates your expectations, right? Well, I have some different destinations that are going to make sense to me with Kirk Cousins that I'm going to bring up. Uh, but for each of them, you're signing up for a 36-year-old quarterback, right? And, and, and that changes your life cycle, and you get a little bit nervous about maybe doing that too early in, in a regime. Yeah. Um, it's kind of that intersection where you, you talk about, and I want to make sure we have enough time to actually talk about Kirk. But it's that intersection where you think about like Matt Nagy drafting Justin Fields to try to save his job when in reality, like trying to save your job, having a quarterback like Kirk Cousins on the market and pursuing that in like a high pressure or hot seat year probably does a lot better for you Mm -hmm. for raising the as compared to the argument of, oh, well, we just drafted a quarterback. I need a few years to develop him and let him let him cook yeah. like that. Yeah. That very rarely works. And then you're putting the player in a bad situation, too. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins, the player. Um, I he's got really good arm strength. I think he's from clean platforms, not even clean pockets, clean platforms. When his feet are set, he's got really good accuracy. Mm-hmm. I think to all levels of the field. Uh, I think where Kirk is at his best is with the it's it's weird a lot of the Shanahan style offenses and I know JT O'Sullivan just went in on the San Francisco 49ers about this and I know from my experience with Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins 
one of the the elements that's like the big stressor of these offenses is their like progression drop back passing game. I think that's where Kirk is at his best. Mm-hmm. I think his football IQ is is his best trait. Now, when you properly leverage route combinations with coverage or you perfectly cover, what's the ceiling for Kirk outside of that? Even before an Achilles as a, a pocket passer, it's not great. So I think that's the inherent limitation where if you're looking for kind of where he can come up short, if you can properly cap his routes, you or if you compress the pocket around him and force him to get deep into his progressions, I think that's where you have the limitations of Kirk as a player. But in the grand scheme of things, executes his offense and works through progression, passing at a very high level has arm talented to, to from the pocket attack all three levels of the field and is very good with accuracy. I love him in play action as well. That was one of my big takeaways is that he executes that play action game extremely well. And that's not that's not going to be true for the next quarterback we're going to talk about. Um and I and I think that that impacts kind of where I think he should go in terms of the the right spot. Um I told you in the pre-show that I had a destination that I thought was at least interesting to talk about. Yep. I'll tell you what it is. It's New England. Um, not only has Robert Kraft come out and said that he's frustrated about not winning playoff games, right, in, in a while. Um, Alex Van Pelt is the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski, right? They have a pretty long resume together. Oh, Kevin Stefanski, Vikings, right? Like, Are we, are we connecting the dots here, people? I think that's a reasonable destination in terms of maybe the appetite um, with a coordinator where you feel like there could be some synergy that makes sense. And, you know, New England's got a good mix of some veterans and some some younger players. But I, I if he's not back in Minnesota, which I think is what I where I think he should be, New England's definitely a team that piques my interest as a possible landing spot. Uh, so Minnesota picking 12, right? New England picking three. Yep. And we've kind of heard some buzz about New England not drafting third quarterback at three. And been able to hit on a wide receiver valuation in forever. Well, you got a layup. Yep. <laughs> so, a layup. Yep. And, and they are, uh, what, their top three in the league in, in salary cap space as of right now. They have 58 they players it. under contract. Yeah. So that like there there's no oh we got to fill out the rest of our 51 and that's going to go down that that's where they're at. Yep. Now they got some contract to figure out with and Wayne you and Duggar and uh they got some guys to bring back. I know we went over that when we did their their debrief for the season but uh I agree with you if, if New England wants to try to be competitive sooner rather than later, I think they have a pathway to do that and they're going to need the firepower in this division with what Obviously, Buffalo and Miami are short on salary cap space, but they both won 11 games this year. New York's getting Aaron Rodgers back, and there's some reinvestment in the offense that you're expecting there. They're probably going to be really aggressive. Uh, yeah, I, I think New England's a, a great call out, and the fit with Van Pelt's awesome. Of course, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Denver. You can if, if you're a team that needs a quarterback, uh, you're going to have a really hard time getting me to say, oh yeah, don't don't yeah. pick Kirk Cousins unless it's yeah. Chicago. Right? Like yeah. You don't pick you don't go with Kirk Cousins. I totally agree with that. And of course Washington for a number of reasons, but 
yeah, like you're picking two. Get get your young quarterback there, in the draft. There's so much uh, side of the bad blood that probably exists yeah. with Washington and yeah. Kirk. There's also the y- y'all have so much foundational stuff to figure out. You're right. not ready to to invest there and go for it. And boy, oh boy, am I not impressed with the coaching staff being assembled in Washington. All right, Baker Mayfield coming up here in just a moment, so be sure to stick with us. DoorDash went all out for game day and DoorDashed stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, even snacks software. It wasn't me either. I didn't get DoorDash it. is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. Didn't have uh, the chance to hit the grocery store this past weekend after all the big game commotion, or maybe your bar cart has been mysteriously cleared out. Stock back up for the week ahead with delivery from DoorDash. Football season might be over, but we're in the thick of basketball games, the school year, and of course, winter. I can think of a million reasons daily to order with DoorDash, so hop on the app and make your day a little easier. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I have one final Kirk Cousins footnote for you, mm-hmm. or question for you. You just you just watched him. Uh, how many games did you check out, by the way? Three. Three? I, I watched three as well. I've watched other Minnesota in extension through some of the free agent scouting that I'm doing for Dolphins, but I did three games explicitly for Kirk. Kirk Cousins is a top-line quarterback in the NFL. Oh man, uh, it's eight, right? It's an upper quartile. Close, yeah, he's close to that. I'm sure. I haven't done this inventory in my head of right. of stacking them up, but I'm sure it, it's eight, eight to twelve. Sure, yeah, somewhere it's in there. Such, such a high floor, and if you get a good cast around him, the ceiling's high yeah. too. Yeah, I agree. I think you can win with him. I think you can do it. it I like I really him better do. than Jared Goff, and I think Ooh. Goff had an awesome season. That's that's fun. That's fun to consider that. So maybe content for another day. Let's yeah. get into Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Let's get into Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I'll I'll set the table here for you, Joe. Uh, Baker Mayfield is the 2018 number one overall pick at quarterback. He was for the Cleveland Browns out of Oklahoma. Uh, he will turn 29 years old on April 14th. So one day before my birthday. So shout out Baker, a couple April babies, a couple Aries. Uh, coming off a career season in Tampa Bay in which he set career highs in passing yards and passing touchdowns, 4,044 passing yards, 28 passing touchdowns, uh, helped lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a playoff win over the Philadelphia Eagles in the wild card round in the NFC. And they played a highly competitive game in the divisional round as well. So. Uh, there was a lot of enthusiasm for Baker after the wheels fell off the bus. He kind of became when Stefanski was there year one, they had the success year two. He kind of became the scapegoat for a lot of the shortcomings, some injuries on offense. Uh, things didn't go well that year. 
Then he gets jettisoned to Carolina, which was a dumpster fire. We knew it was a dumpster fire. He ends up going to L.A. in season with Stafford's injury. He wins a game with like three days notice. <laughs> and then uh, I, I think he ended up starting four games for the, the rest of the season for the Rams. And then he comes to Tampa on a one-year, $4 million contract and puts together this season that, he, that he's gone through. He's never had the same offensive coordinator year over year. And his career and opportunities, to me, has really been nothing but unstable. Mm-hmm. Yet, as you outlined, in 2020, he led Cleveland to an 11-5 and record, a playoff win, and took Mahomes you know, to the brink in the playoffs and divisional round. And then, of course, last year, Tampa Bay, a division champion, and a playoff win in 2023. And I think that's important with for a, us to... With a horrible running game. With no running game. Exactly. So, if you are thinking to yourself as a team considering Baker Mayfield, well, you know, sample size, I I think he's had more than one good season. I think it's pretty clear. And, and yeah, we were great. all impressed after the rookie season, too, right? Like, right. he came in there and really juiced up that Browns team. It was fun to watch them down the stretch. We talk so much about environment and, and what needs to be around a quarterback for them to have a chance to be successful. And when has that opportunity existed for Baker Mayfield? Yet he still had some really good seasons. Mm-hmm. To me, this isn't very, this isn't like, you remember a couple of years ago, the, the Falcons, they, they threw a dart at like Marcus Mariota and, and he was like their day one starter. That's not this. Yeah, this is a, this to me is a starting quarterback that there, you there, go a whole lot a, worse than. There's a legitimacy with what Baker has been able to put together. Yes, that far exceeds Marcus Mariota, and the momentum is here now. Yeah, I think the the bummer is you know he had all the success with Canales, and I think there's some ideology stuff there that has to continue to be there for Baker to be the best version of himself. Cause when, when I think about Baker, I think he's got a stronger arm than Kirk. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he's more quick footed within the pocket than Kirk. He has some more escapability within the pocket than Kirk. His escapability was awesome mm-hmm. last year. Awesome. Yep. yep. Now when he gets off his spot and he has to throw on the move, I think that's when the accuracy wanes a little bit. I think he does have a little bit more of a longer delivery. Uh, so I think there's times when you're running deep hooks or outs and those routes maybe aren't the most anticipatory throws for him. He makes up for it with his arm strength, but I think that's where he gets in trouble sometimes is it's a little bit longer of a delivery and I don't think he's the most anticipatory guy. So I think when you take that into account and you consider, well, Tampa Bay they had a big commitment to the run game, even though they couldn't run the ball because Canales wants to reduce the time under tension for his offensive linemen. We get these one-on-one opportunities on the outside with big-time dudes in Godwin and Mike Evans, and then there's a vertical passing game element of it where the, the anticipatory elements of that is not as important. And all of that pieced together to help draw out this season that we got from Baker Mayfield, in my mind. Yeah, you... you... You, you talked about some important things with the skill set there in terms of the escapability, where the accuracy can wane when he gets off structure. Um, and I think that's a contributing factor to maybe some of the decision-making concerns that I would have with him, um, where we know he's very, very, very competitive. And 
I mean, we we talked about Baker Mayfield being a wizard in the pocket when he was at Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just showed up, I think, in this best possible way this past season with Tampa Bay. But I think sometimes when you when you couple a very very competitive player with some escapability, but then there's limitations that exist after that. But you can have some dangerous strong, moments, right? There's also a strong arm where I I think I can get it there. Yeah. Yeah, what you, I think you got to have some of that arm arrogance. You, yeah. you have to. It's important. Like in the NFL, you got to rip it, man. Uh, you got to do it. So he's a very attractive player to me um, for certain teams. Um, and it's no question that, like, I thought he got better and better as the season moved along. Like that stretch, that got to have a stretch, like later in the season, I thought he played his best football. The interceptions were down. And I just continued to get intrigued and maybe even a little bit excited about what it looks like with some level of consistency around him although it's that's not going to happen this year right again right it's but where where can we give him that chance i the, my one of my favorite spots for for baker well there's two that i really like one of them is the raiders um and not necessarily because i'm in love with luke getzey but I think that Luke Getzey, at his core, there's like Lafleur principles there, and I think I think he wants some dropback stuff, um, and I think that's where Baker like get the ball out. You know, I think that's where he can thrive. I think you want some vertical dynamics, but I don't know that I I want him to be like a pure like quick like progression style, read it. and re- Like, I, I think he does well in the drop back game. I, I, I do. Mm-hmm. And I think you can overcomplicate things for Baker when you don't have to. Uh, I don't want to have him, his back to the defense all the time, right? Like I want him to play within rhythm. And I think he has his best moments like that. And I think you think about the Raiders, if they are able to keep Adams, Jacoby Myers, I think those are receivers that would work well with uh, Baker Mayfield. And of course, Mayer is a young tight end. I, I kind of like the Raiders as a spot for him. So let me ask you this. What's more important for Baker Mayfield? Uh, the scheme or the supporting talent? Oh, man. I think it's both important. Um, right. But but if I'm going to deter, like, I want to sit here and say Atlanta. Raheem Morris was yeah, in was... L.A. with him. Zach Robinson yeah. was in L.A. with him. You got Drake London as a big-bodied first-round pick. You got Kyle Pitts as a tight end threat in the middle of the field. You got a running game element that Baker's never had since Cleveland. Yeah. And I think there's connections there. I think there's enough pieces of a, a skill group. I think that opens the door for Atlanta to find one more wide receiver in the passing game. And you can really like that cast around him with some familiarity. And it's just, just we've seen different styles of the Shanahan offenses that branch out depending on the strengths of the quarterback. And I think what some of what LA has been able to do from a passing game perspective with Stafford because of the pop in the arm uh, and some of the, the wide receivers, I think you could get a lot of that in Atlanta. And I like that for him. Yeah, those are my top two spots, Raiders and Falcons. Can you see Sean Payton have a little little him and Sean Payton? He was flirt he was flirting with Baker Mayfield at Super Bowl for Media Week. Did you see that? I didn't see that, but personality wise, they're kind of similar. Yes. I, I think they would probably they definitely love to go out and get beers together. I can tell yeah. you. That. Yeah. <laughs> just talk trash and just be petty. Yeah. There's a math problem there with Denver, right? Where if you're gonna move on from Russell Wilson. Yeah. What that financially looks like and getting Baker on the books, 
uh, that that's just the part of that that could get really sticky. All right. We'll get to the, the Pro Bowl quarterback here in just a moment, so be sure to stick with us. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bets win. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. They've got futures already for the NFL if you want to you know, get ahead of some things that you feel good about happening in 2024. There's just so many great options over on FanDuel and, and a great format, an easy-to-use uh, operating system there. So check it out. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Floor is yours. 28 years old. Just turned 28 in January. So this is his true age 28 season coming up. Obviously, we're talking about the year that he had with the Indianapolis Colts uh, filling in for Anthony Richardson, who's obviously the future of their quarterback situation and Gardner Minshew, an expiring contract. And so one thing that I wanted to call out before we really get into the skill set is Yeah, he played a lot this year, but he's played a lot in three of the last five seasons, right? As a rookie in 2019 with the Jaguars and in 2020 with the Jaguars, and he was quiet for a few seasons, and and he he played a ton with the Colts. So, like, it's three of five seasons where we've seen a lot of Garner Minshew playing football and starting games. Um, As for the skill set here, I I just – I have questions, man. I don't love the accuracy. I don't like the decision-making. I think he's a bit of a wild card with how he executes now. There's a piece of that uh, that I'd like where he can he will come in and rip it, which is intriguing. We just talked about that. I don't know that it always works out for him like you ideally want it to, but to me, he's one of these guys that like strikes me as a fiery backup that will be undeterred in any situation. But he's not. He's just not a guy that I look at as a preferred starter uh, that I pay like legit or even close to legit starting start, starting quarterback money. I just think there's. I just think he paints outside the lines too much, and, and I don't know that he has the skill set to do that. That's, that's the best way to put it is he paints outside the lines. Now, he's if you had to rank the three quarterbacks we've discussed as far as their quick twitch and escapability, Gardner's at the top of the list. He's a smaller quarterback than, than Baker, but you know, Kirk's more within the pocket. Baker's got kind of a nice sixth sense at times, has really quick feet, but maybe not the most athletic. I think Gardner's more athletic than Baker. Uh, I think he has a sufficient level arm, but the the down-to-down consistency just creates the variance, and that, that's where I agree with you wholeheartedly that um, if you needed a guy to come in and play as a backup and, and feel like we can win some games, I think Minshew's one of the guys that qualifies on that list. But 
to roll with him as a starter, regardless of his status as a Pro Bowl quarterback or not, um, I just don't have the confidence in it. And some of that's just the nature of how he approaches the game, for better or for worse. Now, how about an environment where it makes sense? So I think that that's where it gets kind of interesting. Well, I think the the logical environments for Gardner Minshew are ones very similar to the one that he was in, where it's a team that's looking for a, a first-round pick, potentially a quarterback that can be um, an asset to that player in the room, to be a bridge quarterback. I mean, Gardner Minshew was, like, going to retire from playing football. Yeah, uh, before, it, before he went to his Washington State. Washington, he's like a, with Alabama, was he going to be, like, a quarterback's coach? Like a grad assistant at Alabama. Like, so that speaks to what he could mean to a quarterback room. And, you know, I think we talk about quarterback depth and a lot of times it's about, well, what does it look like if they have to play the depth of your quarterback room? More important than playing is being an asset to your starter uh, so that they could be the best version of themselves, whether that's in practice, whether that's on the sideline during games and the meeting rooms, like that's, that's a big part of, of what quarterback depth does. It's not just, well, if you have to play, how do you support that starter? And I think that Gardner Minshew would be a great asset to a Caleb Williams or a Drake may or a, a Jaden Daniels or a JJ McCarthy. I just don't think that you can. I, I think you'd be making a mistake if, if you brought him in with the intent of him being your guy. Well, Pittsburgh. I kind of like I kind of like the Raiders too, and the reason I like the Raiders is you already mentioned Luke Getze. Mm-hmm. Just kind of throw out the scheme anyway, right? <laughs> the scheme, right? Even Chicago, from a passing game perspective, wasn't great, and too much of it became Fields having to create. Well, yeah, that's an environment where I think your your quarterback leans into what he does best to kind of help you out his offensive coordinators to this point uh 19 with jacksonville john d filippo 20 in jacksonville jay gruden and then of course shane steichen mm-hmm. i'm not sure there's a whole lot to glean from that right like it's structurally some very different types of coordinators there i again i think i think it's a f- the point being is that i don't know that we look at gardner Minshew and say scheme you got to find the right system for him because right. he's just going to play so I kind of want to lean into. I kind of want to lean into places that have been bad scheme, <laughs> because it's less about that, and it's more about hey, you're just creative. You have an escapability about you. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple guys that you can. But if you're a timing based offense, it's a no go zone. Don't do yikes! It. Yeah, can't do it. Well, so okay, Pittsburgh has Arthur Smith. I just feel like if you can, if you can, if you add. Gardner Minshew to Kenny Pickett. I don't know that you solve anything. To me, you just compound your problems well, with it, just another it, guy. That's me. It, it, well, you didn't solve anything, but it, you also are giving your inve- your first round investment a little more time. It's like the the frog in the pot theory. Have you heard this? I'm about to. Let's go. Frogs so, in pots. Here we go. Here, I'm not talking to you. Go away. Go away. Go away. Interrupt. If you put a frog in boiling water, he hops right out. Does he? I've never but done if this. You put a frog you're doing in your spare in time. Room temperature water, and then you slowly turn on the bo- the burner. 
and you gradually turn it up, the frog will stay in because it's 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 not who's it, doing this. Who's putting frogs in? I I don't know who's <laughs> actually doing it, but th- it's it's a thing that if you gradually turn up the heat on the frog in the water, it will stay in, and then it it will like brother boil the lot right. I, I know so, that you're trying to do an analogy. I'm still my dad brought home a lobster one time and put it in boiling water. I am still scarred from that. Now yeah, we're talking about just dropping frogs in boiling and, water. And and then you cut his tail off and Brother, peel that him lobster screamed. <laughs> I was six years old on Grand Island in New York, brother. My dad tossed it in there. I'm like, what is going on in the kitchen? You know? Did he have the pot the 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 lid ready to go yeah, throw on top? Or? I couldn't believe what I witnessed. A massacre in my kitchen. I've never been the same. <laughs> So the analogy is you have a frog in Kenny Pickett, okay? And you're okay, trying I'm to back. determine is is the frog going to be cooked and you're going to eat it for dinner or not? And in this analogy, eating it for dinner is a good thing. If you just pull the rug under Kenny now, it's done. Like there's there's no opportunity to slowly turn the heat up and see how he responds. He was healthy, and they I picked know. Mason and, Rudolph over correct. him. He's correct. either your guy or he's not. To me, they've already told us he's not their guy. Like, okay, then, is there then, a path then, back? Then you cut your – Gardner Minshew would be the this is our – Get-by quarterback? No, Gardner Minshew is our uh, increase in pressure because we got a quarterback on a rookie deal. We don't want to heavily invest in a vet. <laughs> Excuse me, a vet. It's the C4 coming out, or maybe it's the frog. I don't know. Um, I think there's a merit to third-year quarterback, bad offensive play calling. Let's see it for year three before we have to do it. Like, do we have enough information to actually make a decision? That's fair. That's fair, right? Well, what what great opportunity has Kenny Pickett had to, to showcase himself? Meanwhile, Pittsburgh just got to the playoffs absent of good quarterback play. They just did it. Right. But the appeal of Kenny Pickett continues to dwindle now because you're getting to the end of the rookie contract. But, like, I would still want to know for sure before I pulled the rug out or threw him in the boiling pot. Let us know. Fill up these YouTube comments and tell us where you think the best destinations are for Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, and Kirk Cousins. Would love to hear from you guys as well. That's going to do it for us here today on Locked on NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. Uh, If anybody's eating lobster tonight, send us a video. Joe would love to relive his childhood traumas, I'm sure. And (laughs) we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll see you all again soon. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.